Hello and welcome to the Fun and Chat Hour. I'm producer David and we have Amanda Carling with us today. Hello, producer Dave. I said David, didn't I? Yeah, that's producer <laughs> Dave, forgetting who I am. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. I feel very happy today. I, was, I didn't realise until today, but I was a bit down in the dumps on Monday. Oh dear. Are you feeling a bit better now? Much better, good, thank good. you. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I slept, I've slept better the last couple of days. That's really good. Except that I was woken by someone doing a delivery at 7 o'clock this morning. That's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to the point now where I'm actually just going to bed when I'm tired. Oh, that's good. So yeah. even though it's like half 12, 1 o'clock then I'm not lying there thinking about I should be going to sleep. I'm actually going to bed and actually going to sleep. So I think there's sort of that element of just lying there and uh, being tired and or but not sleepy. Um, so it, it seems to be working. So I'll just the, the idea is just trying to have no stress and just going with it. Yeah. And not making an issue of it. So um, yeah, but it just didn't help being someone banging on the door at, at seven o'clock this morning was uh, a bit of a shock. They do have a big bang those delivery drivers. They do, they? yeah. It's all the shredded wheat that they have, uh, wheat bix <laughs> Yes, it's uh, yeah. It, it's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, we've had a lot more interest in the, the podcast. We've got. Have we? Well, you've you've on on your site we've That's got true. people That's wanting true. to be, people wanting to be involved and things uh, and lots of feed oh, yes. generally just lots of good feedback and I've had some as well on my my Facebook as well so um, yeah it's people are beginning to sort of either comment on what we're talking about or the sending bits follow on pieces. Um, I saw a follow on piece. Which one? Oh. On the Finland chat hour mm -hmm. about the key workers, that was. Oh yes, yeah, that was good. Yeah. About. So somebody um, had listened. Yeah, I mean that was uh, <laughs> talking about PPE and scrubs and things. The call out for um, people to produce two thousand scrubs for the NHS for for yeah. non-primary care carers and. Uh, but still key workers, but uh, because they were ha struggling to get hold of uh, PPE for the roles that they play within the NHS. And, you know, it covers a lot of different departments and lots of different roles. Yes. Uh, so, but we know, we have heard that there are quite a few people who have taken on the on the task. It's quite, quite, um, quite ambitious. Uh, yes. For actually seeing the, the, the actual plans laid out and, uh, the amount of material that's having to be used to make them so you, you can get appreciation of how difficult it is to actually manufacture thousands of these things. So, yeah, I think it's really admirable that people have come forward to do it. Yeah, and that's the thing is there's so much voluntary work and a lot of people giving up their time to produce and support um, the NHS with all kinds of equipment, you know, face masks and, and various sort of devices to help hold the face masks and, and scarves and headbands and things. Um, and uh, I know the um, the NHS 
having spoken to some of the the staff personally and, and how much they actually appreciate in the amount of work that people are sending them I I should think they are when I think they're finding it very emotional that's what I'm thinking when when you see a doctor having finished you know his shift or, or a nurse and, and they take the masks off and their skins all red raw and flaky that's horrible isn't it yeah what they're having to endure on top of everything else yeah the actual physical discomfort of having this these face masks as well yeah mm. it, i can imagine it is really tough and it's it's hot and it's um yeah it's 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 probably not exactly a pleasant place to be in at the best of times but then having to wear all this heavy equipment as well on top of it it's um i remember doing wearing one of these paper suits just to do the um the loft insulation and, and oh, that yes. that was so uncomfortable and, and hot and and it was yeah it, it, that wasn't pleasant <laughs> but um yeah so i can imagine these are just as uncomfortable as well mm. Mm, i hate fiberglass <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that just wasn't wasn't pleasant at all um no uh, and I did it in the summer as well, so the loft was even hotter. Oh, you did it. Oh, David, I can imagine. Oh, dear. Years ago, my dad had a timber yard and we used to sell it. Oh. Yeah, it's not It's not nice stuff. <laughs> no, it's not. Shall we start with the news? The news yeah. updates then. Let's see what we've got. Um, some of you may have heard uh, the 99-year-old um, ex-army captain, um, he Tom Moore, uh, he's in a care home at the moment, and he's he's just recently had some hip, a hip operation, I believe it was, um, and to thank them, he wanted to raise a thousand pounds for the NHS for for all the work that they'd done. As of about an hour ago, the figure is they've raised six million. No. Yep. That's amazing. So, That's absolutely amazing. It's it's. That's the one thing that I've gone through the the news this morning, and there are just so many good news stories. You know, there's so many people doing little bits here and there. You know, um, I think there was a, a girl that had given her lunch money, her pocket money, to the NHS, and you know, all kinds of things where people are going above and beyond to actually support um, all the 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 main organizations that are, are working above and beyond at the moment so yeah this is it's there's just so many stories that we can't cover all of them but this was just such a, a big thing that's happened so quickly that is incredible so there's i believe there's a girl now who's actually raising um a pro her project is now to make everyone everyone to make cards for him for his 100th birthday which is just coming up at the end of the month i believe it's either this month end of this month or end of next month oh that's lovely it's that sort of pay it forward thing isn't it yeah um next bit is the government is now under pressure to try and get the schools back by the 11th of may now this is not for definite um this is just in light of various other countries i believe norway or denmark denmark, denmark that's yeah. it um they've relaxed but then they've not had the same amount of um cases so it, it's very difficult to sort of um compare 
the types of conditions the outbreaks and and the effects that that's had on the population and saying oh well because they've done that we should be doing exactly the same thing it it doesn't quite work like that i don't know whether it's going to happen it's something that we'll keep an eye on and we'll keep um for for the delight of the kids i'm sure they they, they want to uh, stay <laughs> off school for the the rest of the the, the duration um Parents maybe not so much, and parents maybe not. Maybe they want a break as well. So yeah, yeah well, if we hear any updates on uh, on the any any updates on that story, we'll we'll let you know and keep everyone mm-hmm. up to date on that. There have been several cases where people have been uh, arrested and fined for creating uh, testing kits that don't work, and this is always a case of uh, profiteering and black marketing. Um, that happens in in cases like this Uh, there's always someone that's going to come forward with a I've got a case I've got a testing kit that can cure even though the government don't have all the and the NHS don't have it these um, that are readily available um, you still get people who claim that they've got the medicines or the testing kit that has available Um, and you can guarantee if it's if it's an online thing it's it's going to be a scam or it's going to be fake or you know, you do have to do your homework properly before you start handing your money over. And, and they, they're finding them, the police are tracking them down and they're closing them down and, and destroying the, well, getting rid of the uh, the testing kits so they're not in circulation. So just please, please, please be careful of what you are signing up for. You know, there's, yeah. there's no quick backdoor access for, for this kind of stuff because... It, it's either a placebo or it could be something a lot worse which ends up with you being in hospital for a completely different reason so yes just be careful be be extra vigilant um and on the back of that we've got lanterns do you want to talk about that yes yes thank you david there's there's been a national call for fire lanterns to to fill the sky as a mark of respect for our beloved NHS, but they just create havoc, don't they? They create devastation. Yeah. They are dangerous to wildlife. They can catch things on fire. Um, it's a very bad idea, so please don't do it. Especially <laughs> around here where it's so rural. I mean, the farmer, yeah. everyone is, is saying just don't, don't light um, sky lanterns here because the the devastation to crops i mean at the moment we need our crops so the last thing we want is a whole field going up in flames because someone's decided to light a sky lantern yeah absolutely and they're not ecological it doesn't matter what people say these things are not they will cause damage somewhere or hurt someone or cause um cause someone a big headache um yeah, there are suggestions that this is a marketing ploy. Now, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, then that's really nasty. Yeah, that's someone should have a have a rethink about what they're doing there. Oh. Yeah, so don't um, just you know be considerate for the area that we live in, which is very rural. Um, don't don't light and send off any any lanterns mm. anywhere really. Um, uh, FDC, you've got some about the business uh, oh, yes. grants. And... Thank you, David. Yes, um, Fenland District Council have written to all businesses that are entitled to a grant under the government scheme. 
So if they pay business rates, um, they would have received a letter if they're under the rural rule. A relief, yeah, rural relief. Yeah, yeah. It's the short small business rate rate relief and the rural rate relief. That's they're the ones. Yeah. And recently, they have written to leisure organisations that are entitled to a grant as well. Yeah. They haven't heard back more businesses. Now, you don't automatically get the grant unless you write back to FDC because they need to know where to put the money for a start. Yeah. But they need some information. It's not a huge form to fill out, um, unusually. Hmm. <laughs> they usually are, aren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, yes, if you've received a notification, send the details back. And you get the money fairly quickly um, when it when they've approved everything. Yeah, if it's if it's a letter that's been sent out, it will have gone to the business, and if the businesses yes. are closed, then it's a case of make sure that you are someone is going in and collecting the mail. Yeah, or have it redirected. Yeah. So yeah, just make sure that you, you you check your mail because there could be a lot of stuff that's still coming in that's uh, important. Yes, and it could be the difference between you keeping your business afloat with everything that's going on right now. Yeah, and I, I, it's funny actually talking about banks this morning um, that some of the banks aren't providing loans for less than twenty five thousand. You're kidding. So if he don't, so there was a small business who um, was being interviewed on the BBC this morning, and he was saying that because he wasn't eligible for the the grants because he wasn't a um, a rateable business, he didn't have premises. A bit like myself, which is yes, I can I can empathise with a guy. Um, so he went to the bank, I can't remember which bank it was, and he said, you know, can I have a loan? Um, just to tide me over for a for a couple of months just so that I can just sort of pay the bills and just sort of do some minor bits and pieces and the bank said no you've got to you've got to have a a loan of over 25,000 they wouldn't wouldn't even look at it they said oh because you you've got other grants and facilities in place they're not interested in small amounts they want the big amounts Um, but he now is in difficulty because he then he can't get a loan or the oh, loan would yeah. be too big, which he doesn't want to have to be paying £25,000 back, but he's not ever eligible for any of the other grants. And that's the that's same terrible. And that's the same situation I'm in. I don't want to get loans out for, for the chance of not actually being... I'd probably do more harm having a massive loan, um, but I'm also not eligible to the grant, so I'm basically waiting for the self-assessments um small small trader self-assessment um scheme that's being done through the government Uh, but i've got to wait till june to see whether i'm actually eligible or whether i actually get anything back from that yes yeah absolutely so so i can imagine that's that's uh, a massive frustration to a lot of uh, small businesses as well Mm. um so hope well hopefully the the banks a lot of them are, are just not playing ball um a lot of these um, applications and grant funding have not been applied for by a lot of businesses. You know, they've only done a fraction of the um, of the loans 
um, that they promised. I think they said that they would underwrite 300 million uh, for 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 small and medium sized businesses, and only a fraction of that has actually been um, opened up. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Really, you know, the 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 banks are often bailed out, aren't they? Yeah, and, and we they get into trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've also heard that the the banks are um, refusing to actually issue the loans. And asking for other forms of underwriting. Really? Yeah. So they've they've had their hand slapped over that because the whole point was that the government said that they would underwrite the the loan itself, and they're saying no. They're still asking for people to for proof of um, uh, underwriting. Um, you know, obviously, like your business or your your mortgage or whatever to to underwrite your, the the loan itself. Um, so the bank seems to be putting in more problems than they're actually solving. Well, They've been told to, yeah, they're making it difficult for businesses to get money, mm. which is not good. It's not good. So, sounds like business as usual to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have some f- information homeless. Oh yes, yes. Well, I too was listening to the BBC earlier on. And um, there was a report on how the homeless and rough sleepers are, are dealing with lockdown and that the local authorities should be housing everybody. They're not all being housed, mm. no. So we've still got a lot of rough sleepers out on the streets. I can imagine it's difficult to communicate and get the message out there. Yeah. Um, where they're all going, I don't know, um, and there, there are still a lot of landlords evicting, even though they're not supposed to be right now. Yeah. So I don't know if they're evicting illegally. I, I don't know if there's been a law put in place to prevent that from happening. Um, but I suspect they are evicting illegally without going through the proper due process. But, that they're supposed to adhere to. Um, it's, it's it's just awful, you know. What what happens to people? How are they staying safe? And how is that helping the situation with COVID nineteen? It's it's not, is it? No. Um, yeah, because there's the advert on Shelter where they're saying, you know, they're dealing with cases where people are being forcibly evicted because they're they are NHS staff, and the owners are worried that they are going to bring their virus home so there's been several cases that we've heard you know, one was in the first week and that was you know and then but i know there's a, there's probably a lot more cases That's yeah terrible. it is and it's 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 um yeah frustrating and i think some of them are obviously casual tenancies so they're not landlord they're just someone's offered a room and they're just staying with them you know and it's there's no legal support because it's not an official um, place of residence or an official lodgings so they've got no comeback so I can imagine that there are some below the radar accommodations where people are being evicted because there's no comeback there's they they don't have to but it's it's a moral thing it's it's a you know a duty of care for the people that you're looking after it's true 
but there's a, there seems to be a small band of people who are only out for themselves or only looking out for themselves they don't care about anybody else but that's going against you know like i said earlier that looking through the news there are so many good good news stories the majority of people are going above and beyond to actually look after everyone and help people and everyone is the community spirit is actually coming back people are shopping for each other people are looking after each other neighbors are helping each other yeah. and talking about the clap for thursday you know clap for the nhs on thursdays last week was brilliant that was the most people actually saw out in the street and everybody came out and it was fantastic i forgot to mention oh, this in the, the previous you know yeah. the, it was very well supported and people were banging pots and things and it was <laughs> it was good to see you know not everybody was out but it was a, a big big improvement even from the first one to, um, you know bring on bring on this week yes let's see what happens just so, no firelights just no no lanterns <laughs> Uh, you, you've got a bit about domestic abuse update on what we talked about a couple of, a couple of episodes Yes, ago. yes. So Cambridgeshire Constabulary have been very clever. Um, they have, if, if you're in absolute danger and you're in an abusive relationship, you must dial 999 and, and get yourself to safety. When you dial 999, you can now be put directly through to a specialist telephonist yeah. who's been properly trained. You dial 55, so 999, then 55 will take you through to the telephonist. Okay. And that person will ask you direct questions, so you'll only need to give yes or no answers okay. to help keep you safe. But if you decide to make a complaint online, equally, Cambridgeshire Constabulary have been very clever. They've got a quick exit button at the bottom. Hit that if somebody comes into the room. Yeah. And that will take you directly through to a weather report. So it would be worth acquainting yourself with the page. Just and knowing if, knowing where all the escape yes. buttons are, yeah, that would be yeah. certainly worth it. Um, In case anything happens, because you could be perfectly okay, and you just don't know when somebody's going to have a trigger, and I, I can't imagine what it's like myself. No, and it is worrying for for people who are in the, that kind of situation. Yeah, especially as we discussed this last time, you know. You're, you're, you're now even more vulnerable because you are all in together. Yes. Yeah, it's not nice. Please call someone, talk to someone if you feel if you are in this situation. Um, there and, are, and there people are people who, want to help. Yeah. They want to help. Especially at the moment. Okay. Well, going from sad news to just as much sad news. Uh, we'll just look at the. Um, the daily stats we we have now got over two million cases worldwide okay. yeah uh number of cases in the uk as of yesterday is ninety three thousand eight hundred and seventy three and the deaths have just nudged over twelve thousand with twelve thousand one hundred and seven um we obviously are now getting information now from the office of national statistics uh, where 
um, cases, deaths related from COVID-19 in care homes and other um, other locations are now starting to be added to the, um, not the daily figures now, but backdating them to the, the dates that they happened. So it gives a, a more real reflection on how many how many fatalities um, have happened. Um, as you can understand that, that um, we were talking about this just before the show, that if you die out of hospital, because one, you haven't had a test, so you're not classified as registered as, as a COVID patient. Um, if you die, then a doctor has to then sign you off um, to say that you have died. And then that then is paperwork that you have to raise or family has to raise and put into um, is it Q is it Q House, Q Gardens? The the basically the registry oh, yes, for um, it's Q Gardens, Q Gardens it? It, yeah. where you have to mm -hmm. register all your birth deaths and marriages. Oh. Um, and then the paperwork goes through that system and then the workers that are there have to take all the, the latest deaths and actually go through each individual um record specifically looking for death by COVID nineteen. And that's all done by hand or by by physically having to go through each of the uh, the files so it's taking a number of days um or it takes a number of days to actually collect this information before it can then be added to the the update um so you're not going to get an accurate daily update where it covers every single form so that includes care homes and people who have died at home or people who have died in other non-specific locations so because yeah. they were talking about in scotland at the moment and only 62 or 62 or 69 percent of all those who have died have died in hospital so that's you still quite 62 a yeah i think it is 62 yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's still a lot of it is 38 percent that are still unaccounted for or not directly accounted for in the statistic so although we're looking at twelve thousand yesterday we're probably looking at maybe 13 14,000 which is even more worrying um, but that will be adjusted over time you know and that's that's putting us up with over France or certainly on the same on a par with France at the moment yeah. with their statistics um, and I can see us overtaking Germany at this rate yeah. and and moving up um, yeah so we're still still six at the moment, but um, yeah, it's it's not good at the moment. No. So the idea no. of going open up schools and going back just at the moment is uh, quite worrying. I I find it. I'm a school governor. I find it unthinkable for the sake of the staff and the children, really. Yeah. That that I. I believe strongly and passionately in education, but I also believe strongly and passionately in safeguarding children. Yeah, and it should only be the ones that are, are children of key workers who yes. need to go to work, um, that have to be kept safe uh, and have, I mean, it's not so much the schooling, it's just having them to go somewhere that's safe uh, so they're not on their own uh, during the during the day yes yeah absolutely yeah uh, okay well let's lighten the mood a bit um let's 
go to our, our, our resident uh, local, um, Doris, and find out what Doris is up to. Oh, thank you, David. Yes, Doris is reminding everybody in Penland that the bins this week are out a day later than they usually are because we have that holiday on Monday and next week they go back to normal. And there was some confusion because Fenland District Council had previously issued cards mm -hmm. but they kept this week the same, oh. the same dates instead of with the usual change. So, um, yes, last night Doris put a message out on Facebook and people were coming back and saying, no, it's not that, and I've already <laughs> put my pin up. No, Doris is right. Doris is never wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and always it's always a day behind with with um, with a bank holiday Monday. It is, isn't it? Yeah, and and it's green bins this week. It is, yes. And um, Doris is also asking Finland residents to think about the seventy fifth anniversary of the day. Mm -hmm. So that's coming up Friday, the eighth of May, this year. Yeah, and. Doris seems to think we'll be in lockdown. <laughs> well, isn't that that's um, a bank holiday as well? Yes, yes. So it marries up nicely, doesn't it? It is. The key we can have another day well. off. <laughs> we can, we can. So um, Doris is calling for a stay-at-home celebration, and she's suggesting Union Jack bunting to mm. adorn houses, yep. and bears wearing Union Jack outfits in the windows. 40s music to be heard in communities, yep. sandwiches and jelly and ice cream. Now that sounds like fun to me. And and Doris was saying perhaps children could look at the difference between clothing in the 1940s and 2020. Mm. How, how do they differ? And children might like to dress up for VE Day as soldiers, airmen, sailors, farmers. And or or if they're girls in the glamorous fashion that was the nineteen forties. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have uh, food rationing as well. You can we have, have, have a look. Food rationing. You know, we we have difficulties where we were talking about food rationing under the current situation, but just having a look at uh, food uh, food stamp or ration stamps, and also what was available, what was the the, the allotted weekly amount. Of, of food and how people got by them. I think I think that children, that's a really good point. I think children would really find that interesting and perhaps cook a meal with a ration mm. pack. Yeah, what can you actually yeah. make with um, tin of yeah. spam? <laughs> <laughs> We're so fortunate, aren't we? We haven't got a clue. <laughs> I just know that with a tin of spam, you don't need to get a tin opener because it comes with its own little key. <laughs> it does. That's the best thing about it. You can easily cut yourself still with those Oh, tins, yeah, they were right? lethal. I've still yeah. got scars from old tins. <laughs> <laughs> did you used to have them in your compo spam? I don't think you had spam, no, did you? No, no. they weren't that mean to you, BMOD. <laughs> no, it was either chicken curry and, or some kind of something bland with rice <laughs> oh well you've earned the right to eat nicely i have yes <laughs> yes 
Um, they did try and improve them with um, some kind of spicy, spicy sauces. Um, what did they? Yeah. That's good. Just, just try and pep it up. <laughs> you know, um, my husband refused to eat baked beans now. Oh, why? Why is that? He, ju he just, he just, because he says I've earned the right to eat a proper meal. Matt doesn't include baked beans. <laughs> Baked beans are a staple part of your diet. They are in my in my tummy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can't beat beans on toast. You can't with a nice bit of cheddar on top, black pepper, mm, and Worcestershire mm -hmm. sauce. Oh yes, now you're talking, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's have a look at um, life with lockdown, uh, which is where we sort of just discuss some uh, various offbeat stories. Um, I thought it was quite interesting with, in our last episode we talked about uh, ecology yes and how life could change for the community regarding animals and plants and how they the the impact of not having cars and uh, not having people out and about having an impact on on wildlife and yeah. I thought it was quite funny because the BBC ran a story that night on exactly the same thing they and they us, they, they do we, we're sort of <laughs> we're leading the trend on on news stories and and they were telling people to to look into the garden and and spend more time there and and watch uh things like squirrels and badgers and foxes and um hedgehogs and they're saying that hedgehogs will do better this year because there aren't as many fatalities on the roads because they can cross of they've course. got more. They've got a higher percentage of chance of actually making it to the other side. Yeah, um, no squidgy hedgehogs. No, that's good. So, yeah, you can you can either see things changing. You know, you you get um, swarms and plagues because something has has changed in the the life cycle of the insect. Either a predator has either decreased or something else has become a more abundant. So it's wondering. In six months' time, what's going to happen? Are we going to suddenly get plagues of flies, or a certain? You know, it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen as a result. But it's certainly worth worth uh, keeping an eye on. Yeah, it definitely is. We've got the result of the car wash poll. What were the results? That's interesting. We just so that if you haven't um, heard from the the previous week's poll, we did. Um, it was something that came up where. I saw someone washing the cars by hand on the street and it would just sort of raise the issue of when it talks about lockdown what you can and can't do and I couldn't find anything that specifically said you could or couldn't um, there was there was lots of things about saying that you should make sure that the inside of your cars are decontaminated because um, either lots of people are, are in there and or, or using the car or, or driving so you need to make sure that's hygienically clean but nothing about the outside uh, so we did a poll and in total we had um, 13, 13 people said yes and 5 said no oh that's interesting so the majority um, almost two thirds yeah 66% said um, if my maths is right um, it's at least sixty percent said um, yes. So it was the majority was uh, went in favour for actually washing the car 
So I do. Th I do think there's provisos in there, though. There is, yes. Mm. I think if you're doing it, you still have to make sure you are um, adhering to social distancing, uh, making sure that you're not um, on the pavements and you're blocking or hindering other people who are passing. If you're washing on the street, if you can take the car off the street to wash it, then that's preferable. And yeah, just just don't get in other people's way and yeah, keep yourself absolutely. safe yeah well i found i found it really interesting when you were saying about running mm. you know where you can have somebody in front of you running they might be keeping to the two meter um restriction but they sneeze and you can walk it into their cloud of sneeziness yeah yes there's the, the report that's saying that if you do sneeze and you're either running or jogging it sort of sprays out and someone behind you certainly within two meters will will run straight into that yeah but it's 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 that you know developing doing modeling of airborne uh the airborne side of um, the spread of 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 diseases and viruses which are, are now being looked at even more i think this is all computer modeling and stuff as as computers get more advanced they can model things better and uh, there's some some grim statistics that are coming out from that. You, you, if you saw the modelling, <laughs> you just wouldn't want to go to a supermarket. I tell you that. <laughs> no, I I believe you. I believe you. It's. Uh, I, I do think it's important. This is the whole thing. It's important to be informed hmm. of everything, isn't it? Then you can make choices. But some of the information that's out there, it's like, oh, well, what we watched the news last night. And my husband said, I'm all COVID out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take any more COVID. <laughs> you do. I mean, that, that's, you know, just as a, a well a wellness thing. And it's just make sure that you have a break from listening to the news. Yes. You know, yes, have some downtime. Absolutely. You know, I, I make sure that I watch comedies at some point or just sort of the end of the day round off with something like... Um, mock the week or something on something on dave because oh, dave is so they're, they're doing this calm uh, campaign for uh, um laughter or something i can't remember what the actual acronym stands for but basically they are trying to make sure that they provide enough material for people to find um that there's a lot of either comedy or humor or something that people can enjoy um to try and raise the the wellness of, of people so yeah if you try and you know you watch the news it it is grim um there are some stories that are, are good but it can be quite an emotional um trip just watching the news uh, it can can't so just try and make sure at some point that you do look after yourself and your your well-being and, and watch things or listen to things listen listen to music or just things that sort of just tries to lift your spirit uh, just makes you feel a bit better yeah don't spend all your time just on doom and gloom because it is it, you need to get through it and you need to be you've got to look after yourself as well you have haven't you you know um i really like a comedy but a lot of people like to watch a documentary don't they or yeah, it's, it's just taking your head away, isn't it? Yeah, um, something that's either factual, something light-hearted, or just something that's just completely removed from what we're having to deal with. Yeah, 
or even go and play a computer game just something that just sort of just takes you away for a, a short period of time computer games are good yeah oh. go and kill some aliens <laughs> <laughs> yeah space invaders exactly yes <laughs> I've got a couple more stories do you got anything you want to add at the moment to uh... um no, not at the moment. Okay. I'm, I'm interested to hear your stories. Okay. Did we find out? Did we find out who the listener is from Virginia? Did they come back to us, David? Not heard. Well, they may not have heard the um, the show yet. That's true. But, That's a good point. Um, they, they, we, the fact that we are talking about them, I'm sure they'll be they'll be pleased. Hello, um, listener. It, it, yes. it might actually. <laughs> it's got one location, but uh, double. They're either listening to it twice, or there's two people, and both of them are listening. And this is going to really freak them out. <laughs> so they're going to be saying, "Remarkable!" So they're going to be sat there in, in their house listening to the podcast, going, "They're talking about us again." <laughs> but I've actually got a top ten list of all the places, and oh, I fantastic. do, and I do have to apologise because I said last time that the the top end of uh, Finland weren't watching or listening. Um, and that's not true, actually. I've, we've got the stats. So in at number 10 is Waltham Cross. Really? Uh, number nine, we have Stamford. Right, uh, that's good. Number eight, we have Thrapston. Okay. Which is, yeah, fair enough. Um, uh-huh. Seven, we have Kings Lynn. Interesting. Uh, six, we have March. That's good. So big shout out to the March. Yes. Uh, <laughs> number five we have Ramsey good uh, six uh, five four we have Huntingdon right so there's a few listeners there um, three is the people in Virginia so a big shout out to them again because <laughs> we really appreciate it and to everybody uh, number two is St Ives Right. And number one is, can you guess? Wimblington. No. Chatteris. No. Chatteris. No. But it is Fenland. It's Wisbeach. Really? Yep. Oh, right. Well, that's really interesting, isn't it? It's a, it's a huge, huge number of people from Wisbeach are listening. Hello, Wisbeach. So, your big shout out to Wisbeach and everybody else yes. that we mentioned. And there are other places. There's places in London. Um that have been picked up as well on the list but yeah it's obviously we don't know who's listening but we just get a rough a rough um location of where people are i mean that's not probably taking into account what that it's probably merging in with the um the statistics of where people are listening are being incorporated in others so when it says rams it possibly means chatteris you know and when it says march it might be Wimblington and, and you know so it's the, just the, the surrounding areas of each of those yeah. places so. yeah well that's very good that's really really good thank you and we do appreciate everybody that's that's making taking the time to actually listen um, I know I, I do listen to the odd podcast and I use it to go to sleep at night <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is a cure for insomnia for some people as well informative and medically uh, sleep inducing I, I watch it when um, I need a horror show 
No, it's quite good. We're getting better, I think. We are. We've, we've kind of yeah. we've found a, f- a format that people seem to accept. Yes. And it's it's we're not getting negative comments, which is quite yeah, interesting. Not. Yeah. Which is surprising, um, but that's fine. You know, it's it's just nice to get that we are getting feedback at all and people are actually making the effort and we've got people who want to join as well yes that's good as well isn't it yeah 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 so we've got people who want to be interviewed and people who actually want to be part of the show so stand by for possible changes (laughs) they can take my job (laughs) (laughs) no you're you're very good david yes Uh, i was gonna i was gonna say how how do you feel with running running an episode uh, uh, scared? <laughs> <laughs> scared, scared. But I'm, what I'm liking about this is we're learning all the time. Yes. This is new to both of us, isn't it? And you, you're far more experienced than me, obviously, David. And we wouldn't be able to do this without you or your expertise. But it, it's been a learning curve, and it's, it's really interesting. And um, I'm finding it a really productive use of my time personally. I mm. feel I'm growing as an individual doing it, which is wonderful. Yeah. And and also helping people at the same time. It's it's like win win, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I mean we've suddenly got a mass of people who suddenly become presenters and uh, yes. <laughs> podcasters <laughs> and things. So we're not the only ones, there are there are plenty of others out there the i mean this is we're, we're not presenters i if you, if you don't know i run my own video production company so i'm quite happy to be behind the camera filming people or editing uh the work and so i i quite happily keep quiet and and keep out the way and te- not uh in the limelight so this is a complete role reversal for me to actually be sat in front of the camera or the microphones and actually doing something on a regular basis um and i know this is n- nothing that you've ever done before is it it's not something <laughs> no no not at all it was just something that was um just came about because we both had the same sort of idea that we just wanted to make sure that people in the Finland area that wanted uh, had access to all the, the latest information because we, we know um, that Finland gets bypassed so many times when it comes to news and really media. It really does, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's even you just have to watch the, the BBC or the ITV News, ITV Anglia. Um, I mean, they do a great job, but just every it just talks about everything around the fence you know the news out of the fence is usually because there's been a, a massive fire or some kind of disaster it's very rare that you actually get like a good news story that comes from this area you know and it's something that we want to do or sort of certainly working on for for the future is to try and make the fenland more of a home for for news and media and, and other productions absolutely yeah. make it a centre because there are lots of talented people here you know it's a shame that they all have to go off to London or somewhere else to actually do the thing that they enjoy doing you know why can't they stay in this area to to actually make films and, and TV programmes and and 
um, report new stories and things from from here. So, and it's beautiful. It is, yes. It's, it's and who such who a wouldn't place. who wouldn't want to report or work here, if given the opportunity, either work here and do the job or work in London. I used to have to go to London every day and the best thing about it was getting on the train back to Huntingdon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always fall asleep, it was always worrying. I'd <laughs> get back on the train and just fall asleep and you're like hoping that you'd wake up before you get to the station. And David, you never wanted to be on the last train, did you? No, I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? Yeah. That is the worst thing. We used to, one of our directors, we used to stick a post-it note on his forehead. <laughs> please, please wake. Yeah. Push him off. Yeah. Um, a, couple of, a couple of last little bits. Um, we have, for things to watch on TV, we've got the, the new third series of Killing Eve has oh, brilliant. started yes. on Monday. So um, uh, you can download all of them on BBCI Player or they'll just be shown uh, week by week on, on television. So if you if you like your Killing Eve fix, that's back on our screens again. So I'll be looking forward to watching that. And uh, just for just some random lightheartedness, America have decided that they want to mine the, on the moon. Of what on the moon? Mine. A mine on the moon? They, they want to, to mine it for all the, the natural resources. So okay, let, let's stop funding WHO so we can put a mine on the moon. <laughs> yes. You know, without getting too political, uh, I'm talking about other countries' politics, but yes, I think that was a bit bit sad that America have decided that they're, they're going to reduce the amount of money they're funding the, the World Health Organization because um, they've just got so much on at the moment. The last thing you need is, is less money to do the job. Yeah, so it's a shame, but there is some really weird stuff coming out from from America at the moment uh, with, with the politics and what Trump is saying. Uh, he's having some major meltdowns at the moment. Really, is having meltdowns. Yeah, he's struggling and really doesn't get on with the press at all. No, that's uh, that's evident, isn't it? Yeah, but so, you know what's good. What the press? The press do report it. They do. They stand firm. Yes, they? they do, and that's that's the thing. There's um, a couple of the the journalists and the American journalists have you know, got to take their hats off because they oh. actually stand there and keep pressing the issue. You know, and I think you know, considering that the number of um, journalists have been thrown out or barred from from the White House uh, press conferences. You know, so the fact that they're carrying on challenging and asking questions, um, yeah, hats off to them because that's not not an easy job. No, it's not, and I can imagine President Trump can be quite intimidating. That's my imagination. Yeah, so that, he he certainly looks at it if you're. Well, yeah, you I wouldn't want I, to be on the receiving end of him. His one of his tirades, but no, you wouldn't. And you wouldn't want to be in a position where you have to be dignified in that situation as well, because it's very difficult, isn't it? Yeah. And um, to always remain dignified. So I I appreciate what they do. Yeah, it's it's a trying time for everyone. 
and we're all just trying to muddle through. Mm. It just doesn't help when people go off on <laughs> tangents. Um, so, to, and on that tangent, I think we'll um, we'll come to the end of the show. Have you got any last words or any any last thoughts? Oh, well, I have. Yes, and um, I I I would really like this episode to finish on 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 a high. But I have to say this because I I've seen it. On Doddington Doings, the mm-hmm. Facebook page, uh, a very brave woman posted after attending her stepfather's funeral. Yeah. And he passed away from cancer, not from COVID-19. But she wanted to make a point, and the point is that um, the attendees had to go to the crematorium for the funeral, walking single file, two metres between each other. There were ten chairs set out two metres apart. The service was carried out. They then had to leave the crematorium in single file, two metres apart, get into their cars, drive off. There were, was no chance to console each other. It's not allowed. Yeah. So when you think about attending funerals that you've had to, we've had to, you know, of, of loved ones, that, that was so necessary. Yeah. The whole grieving process is changing. And she's saying, please, please, it's a plea, stay at home. Stay at home. So I'm repeating what she's saying on her behalf because I thought it was very brave yeah. what she put out. Yeah, it is so important that we, we stay at home and, and keep our distances and not let people in. You know, there are, if people come to visit and they want to sort of come and chat and, you know, they've got to, they have to adhere to social distancing as well. So it doesn't matter whether you're old or young or vulnerable or um, have medical conditions or anything like that. If, if you are socially isolating for whatever reason, you have to make sure that you maintain distance. Uh, so you shouldn't have people coming around to the garden or coming into your house or inviting people in or people inviting themselves in. You know, this is a big no-no. If you are distancing, you have to distance and you have to make sure that you don't have people coming and going that aren't your immediate uh, family, uh, immediate household family. Not um, So that excludes brothers, sisters, cousins, aunties, uncles, anyone, anyone who's even any of the distant family or local family that don't live in your house should not be allowed to come into your house because they will bring in germs, they'll bring in the viruses, you know, they'll contaminate the surfaces, you know, you make a cup of tea for them, you know, it, 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 where, where does it stop, you know, you've got to look after yourself if you're at home and you're vulnerable and you are um, at risk of suffering uh, life-threatening conditions as a result of um, COVID-19 you have to look after yourself you have to keep yourself safe and you have to keep yourself isolated yes absolutely and you shouldn't be putting people into that position by turning up on their doorstep yeah it's wrong yeah it's it's unfair 
because every yeah because <clears throat> most most people even the delivery companies are all got they got it sus now you know they they put the stuff on your door they knock on the door they step back you have a quick chat or they just say right that's it thanks and off off they go you know it's job done take a photo now don't they they take a photo i i've got i've got a what do you call it a routine now mm. so very big bang on the door yeah <laughs> sounds like the door's going to be smashed in and uh i go to the kitchen window so i can open the kitchen window i've got the i've got the sink in front of me anyway so you know i've got the distance there and they just put the item down and they photograph it and they walk away. Yeah. It's, it's really good. But if somebody came to my home and wanted to come in, that's what I would do. Just open the window and say, no, you're not coming in. Yeah. If you don't recognise them and you don't know that someone's coming and it's not like the the, the postman or the, the usual parcel deliveries, if you don't, if you know, if it's, if it's someone that you don't recognise, um, even if they have a lanyard, you know, either put a chain on the door or just something just to stop them because you don't know if it, if it is people trying to scam or just trying to take advantage of of vulnerable people. So until you've identified who they are and what they're doing and why they're there. Exactly. Just try and think about security and, and safety as well. Do you know, David, that does actually bring us on to one other thing. Okay. I had forgotten. Royal Mail. Mm-hmm. They've got thousands oh, yes. of vacancies. Yes. yes. So Royal Mail have got thousands of vacancies. I think it was 11,000, wasn't it? Something Is like that. that. It's quite a significant amount, yeah. So they're looking for recruits. If you're looking for a job or some extra income and your contract allows it, if you're furloughed, contact them. And uh, they're paying £11 an hour, apparently. Yep. But... The interesting thing is, um, people who are uh, in quarantine at the moment, a lot of our local postmen, they are collecting mail from people's houses and posting it on their behalf. Oh, not brilliant. all of them are Not doing all of them, it. yeah. It's, it's no, all a case by case. Yeah, it's not procedure. So people aren't going and meeting them at the door or anything like that. Yeah. But if they've got somewhere safe to leave the post and your postman has already said, yes, we'll do this for you, then, yeah, they'll, they're, they're helping, which yeah. is lovely, isn't it? That's yeah. going above and beyond. It is, yeah. Mm. That's brilliant. That's, that's mm. some good news, some positive news to, to finish off. Okay, well, that, that's, that's it from me. Is that everything from you? It is, thank you, David, yes. I think we'll 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 wrap up now because that's uh, that's on the hour. So, um, yeah, look after yourself, stay safe, um, wash your hands, don't let anybody in, keep safe, look after your neighbours, all the usual good stuff. Uh, anything yes. from you? No, except have a lovely rest of the week until we record again <laughs> yes and remember to go out on thursday night to clap for the for the nhs and care, yes. care workers and other key workers as well for our heroes our heroes yeah mm. right well that's thank you from me and thank you from me goodbye, goodbye.